Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So, I wanted, I, this is our hundredth episode. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, I did the thing where I wanted to get the best stories ever yeah so it took me forever so like this afternoon i had to end up like hurry you know hurry and get some stories together so i'm gonna be all over the place (laughs) um but i do have a stupid joke to start off with two dyslexics walk into a bra oh my gosh (laughs) that's pretty good i know i laughed so hard at that stupid joke Okay, so um, last week I did the Am I the Asshole? Yes. I got some more of those. Okay. Okay, so my first one. Around this time last year, I was in the, in the job hunt, and I was looking at tech sales positions in my area. I had been in this career about 10 years and had been recently laid off. I was granted an interview at a relatively large startup downtown, and after the initial phone screen, I did my research and went on-site for my in-person interview. Admittedly, I got there about 25 minutes early, which was pushing obnoxious, but nobody was at the front desk. So I signed in and using the iPad, using the iPad and took a seat and waited. I waited until the time of the interview, got up, looked around, and started trying to get the attention of people walking around as nobody had acknowledged me to this point. So this is 25 minutes this guy's been sitting there. Mm -hmm. At 15 minutes past the interview's scheduled time, a lady came into the lobby and asked what I was there for. I let her know that I had been interviewed... I had an interview scheduled for 15 minutes ago. She asked me to hold on and went back into the office. A few minutes later, came back with an agenda with materials laid out about the company. The agenda confirmed that... Uh, I guess it's supposed to be I was supposed to have already started and that I had two interviewers in the next two 30-minute blocks. So two more interviews within the hour, I guess. A new person came over and sat me in the room, in a room and told me to read over the materials to get familiar. I did this for 45 minutes. When the VP of sales did not show up to interview me, I got pissed, stood up, and left. I found my way to the front desk, told the person who was not there before, um and had likely no idea who I was, that I was ending my interview and to have a great day. About 15 minutes later, I got a frantic call from the recruiter saying the VP was looking for me and that they wanted to start my interview. I answered that if they weren't willing to respect my time, then I knew all I needed to know about what working there was going to be like. I told several folks about this story, and it's been about 50-50 on whether or not I did the right thing, or that I don't know the circumstances and that I could have stuck around to at least be interviewed and let them know on late, know later on. Am I the asshole? Hmm. I think absolutely fucking not. I would have done the same thing. So, okay, let's just kind of go over this. He got there 25 minutes early, okay. which that was on him. That Yeah, that doesn't count. Right, so... 15 minutes after his scheduled time, that's rude. Someone comes up to him and asks what he's doing there. Mm-hmm. Um, then she gives him, she, she says, hold on, comes back and 
gives him the stuff, told him that he was going to have two interviews that would take an hour, mm-hmm. and left him in this room. He sat in there for 45 minutes. Rude. Um, and that's when he decided to leave. So he was he had been there for an hour of of wasted time basically. Yes. yes. And then they expected him to be there for another hour for two more interviews. And the the president was late? Yes. Or vice president? He was there he was uh an hour late to the interview. Actually more than that because he had been gone 15 minutes before he got that call. Yeah. So that's over an hour. That's like an hour and a half late probably. Mm-hmm. No, I probably would have left, too. Yeah, that's rude. I would have been like, fuck this place. Seriously, and he's totally right. If mm-hmm. this is how you're going to treat me before I even work here, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. I think he did the right thing. I mean, obviously. Because, okay, just say there were extenuating circumstances. Sure. Someone can't come by real quick and apologize and yeah. say, you know, something's happening. We'll, we'll get back to you as soon Absolutely. as we can yeah that's one thing but to not to just leave them there and not say anything they sound very disorganized yeah and like they don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah yeah i would have done the same thing i agree next one okay <laughs> i'm just gonna read this how it how it is written it says so how to begin this i realize that on paper i am totally the asshole But when you dig deeper into my motivations, I'm hoping it's more of a gray area than anything else. And maybe I even did the right thing. (laughs) When I was a teenager, my dad bought me a classic 1972 Ford Bronco. It was my true passion. And I don't don't recall a memory from high school that didn't somehow involve this truck. Plus, my dad and I would spend hours and hours working on it together, and we went through that, especially father-son rough patch when I was a teenager. It always was the Bronco that brought us back together. I made a huge mistake and sold the truck when I turned 19, and my dad died of a heart attack two months later. So, while not logical, I always felt a karmic connection between the two events. Makes sense. We had a baby in early February. She is our first in the light of my life. My wife is doing well, but she is back to work, and she realizes that she hates all the daycares we've tried and really wants to, to be a stay-at-home mom. Plus, she's still very hormonal from delivery, lack of sleep, and breastfeeding, so she's having a rough time and is angry a lot. Two weeks ago, I was driving through our town's warehouse district and saw a Bronco that was pretty beat up but resembled mine. I stopped just for nostalgia's sake and the owner came out to let me take a look inside my dad and i had glued a wheat penny under the dash as sort of a security measure so i just sort of checked the god uh and god damn it if it wasn't my bronco oh my gosh i asked him if he'd ever considered selling it and he said actually someone was on i-25 as we spoke from Colorado to buy it for $21,000. I freaked out and asked him if I could buy it right then and there for $23,000. He said if I could come up with the cash, yes. I had been procrastinating setting up a 529 so I had $12,000 in savings that was that my wife's parents had given us. I had maxed out my credit card to Venmo and my mom bought I think this must be brought down a check for $4,000 and I fucking drove away in my old car. It was like a dream come true, like literal dream come true. It needs a lot of work I can't afford right now, but it's mine. Like 
in my driveway mine. Again, I can't even describe what joy this is. My wife and her parents are furious with me. They feel I was deceptive that a, quote, real man would have sacrificed anything and everything for so his wife could be a stay-at-home mom with his kids. And that's setting aside that they gave us the money for a college fund. My point is my daughter's only six months old. And we have 18 years to set up a college fund for her. But this Bronco means everything to me. I wouldn't have acted on it if it had been gone forever. Now it can be that same connection between me and my kids. To me, it's a literal meaning of happiness. Like on, like I said, on paper, asshole, whole story, gray area. Am I the asshole? That was rough. That one's a hard one. It is hard. But he has a family now that he has to take care of. And if it's the best thing for his wife to stay home, then no, he shouldn't have bought he it. He shouldn't. I don't think he should have done that. No. I that's, mean, that's not his money. It's their money. Exactly. You can't make decisions. And first of all, 23000 for, for a beat up piece of shit. that I needs know. work. That's yeah. just, okay, first of all, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I understand there's a. Uh, Sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. But you're a grown ass man that has a family to take care of exactly so yeah he is in the wrong definitely yeah i understand his want i do understand it and that would be amazing but you know take a few pictures and move on yeah it's you're always going to remember that truck you're always going to remember the time you had with your dad you know with that truck Mm -hmm. but you don't have to have that truck in your driveway to remember that and you don't make decisions like that on your own no, when you are married absolutely you not do not do that yeah that's insane especially when his wife is having issues from having your child yeah that is the light of your life <laughs> and yeah. she wants to stay home for a little while yeah she should be able to do that absolutely yeah yeah you're an asshole sorry dude <laughs> called being an adult exactly we all have to do it welcome it sucks sucks. it sucks you're gonna hate it (laughs) okay next one i'm a 30 year old single oh sorry 31 year old single guy who lives alone in an apartment complex i've lived there for six years my neighbor across the hall a woman around my age or a little younger i actually don't know her first name but i'll call her katie Doesn't know his neighbor's name, okay? Okay. Lives across the hall from me diagonally and has for about two years. We exchange hellos but aren't friendly, which is how it is with most of my neighbors. So I don't know how to cook, and due to losing one of my part-time gigs, I don't have much money for takeout anymore. I'm getting really sick of eating cheap fast food or box mac and cheese. I'm gaining weight, and I never feel great. This is where Katie comes in. I can always smell her cooking in the hall, and it always smells amazing. I know it isn't the other person at the end of our hall since uh, it's an, a single old man. I've even contemplated a few times, complimented it a few times, so I got the idea that I'd offer to give her some money each week to cook a little extra and bring it over to me, or I can pick it up. She's cooking anyway, and then I'd have the varied presumably dish delicious food 
I asked her the next time I saw her, and she looked surprised and said she couldn't because she was too busy, which didn't make sense because she cooks almost every day, but okay. The next time I saw her a few days later, I asked her if she was sure and upped the amount I was offering. She said she was sure and that it was rude to ask me, and she isn't a housekeeper for hire, and I should get a housekeeper if that's what I want. She also called me a stranger, even though we've talked in the halls before. Over, she, He doesn't know her name. Just <laughs> pointing that out again. <laughs> Overall, she made me feel like a big jerk and really embarrassed for even asking her, and a little mad because she was acting like I was being creepy. I wasn't, trust me, she isn't my type. I think asking her to split cooking wasn't completely outlandish, since she cooks every day anyway, and it wouldn't be hard to make a little more. Am I the asshole? I don't think so. I don't think he's an asshole. He would be an asshole if he was asking for free. Yeah. But if he's offering money yeah it's a service it's it doesn't have anything to do with and all anything. you have to do is make a little more of whatever you're yeah. making and leave the leftovers yeah i don't think he's an asshole i don't i i mean she doesn't have to do it yeah she just say no yeah but i don't think he's an you asshole don't have to be rude about it yeah i don't think i mean yeah like you said if he was like hey why don't you bring me your leftovers yeah, that totally. would be Yeah, totally. But it's almost like she was thinking that he was like trying to hit on her, or she probably was. She's probably one of those that assumes everyone yeah, wants her. And if she's young and single, she probably was like, "Yeah, eh, I don't want to sleep with you." When that's not what he was asking. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, I wouldn't good. mind someone asking me. I'd be like, if you're gonna pay for it, I'll make a yeah. little, I'll make some extra. Why not? I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know her name, though. Like, at least learn her name if you're going to ask her for something. And he is a stranger. Like, yeah, but it's, it's food. Yeah. It's, if you say, I mean, if she decided to do it, she'd be like, okay, and I'll have it done, you know. I'll text you when it's done. I'll leave it outside my door. You can come and get it. Yeah. There doesn't have to be any contact. Right. Yeah, they don't even have to talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think he really just needs to grow the fuck up and learn how to cook. Well, yeah, learn how to cook, dude. Yeah, Yeah, but... Exactly. But... I don't think he's an asshole. No, I don't think he's an asshole. Okay, next one. For some background, my fiancé is Becca... And is an escape room fanatic. I always thought those would be kind of cool to do. It would be cool, but I would be scared. It'd be too hard, and I'd be stuck in there forever. <laughs> well, that's why you go with a group of, you know. Yeah. I don't have a group of. Well, mm. that's what I. That's why I didn't finish my sentence. It's so like between me and you, we would have to escape. Well, we room. could have we could have Chris with us. Yeah. Amy. Yeah. Maybe Aaron. Aaron could yeah. go. Yeah. Maybe even. Well, Tom, probably not Tom, but um, Jim, Chris's husband. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Okay, anyway, this, this girl is a escape room fanatic. We have taken vacations centered around escape, escape rooms. She loves them she loves them that much she is very good at them and so when my friend started an escape room business he actually hired her to consult him and his business is a hit so recently he started this escape van service which is basically like a rolling party van escape room 
He asked if Becca would like to try it out. I had one better since her birthday was yesterday. Why don't we surprise her? He was totally on board. This is where things got a little dicey. So we went to see John Wick, and when we walked out, Beggy, my friend, and I agreed that this van would be outside, throw us in, and let us sample the escape puzzle on the way to his business. So this is exactly what happened. Only one of the employees got a little rough with me, so I sort of yelped as he was tossing me in the van. Becca lost it. Even though the guide started in the spiel, you are now captives of this company, Escape Van. To get out, you will need to solve five consecutive puzzles. I mean, you get the idea. Becca didn't hear any of it. She was sobbing, and when we started rolling, it was even worse. We hit a stop sign in the movie theater parking lot, and Becca literally shoved the guy out of the way, opened the door, and took the fuck off (laughs) into a Dave & Buster's next to the movie theater. She even dropped her phone in the street on the way out and stopped to pick it up and screamed at me, Run, you fucking idiot! (laughs) So Dave and Buster security called 911, and within two minutes, there were cop cars everywhere. It took us maybe five minutes to sort everything out, and the cops basically screamed at me and his friend, who was driving the van, that this was the stupidest thing he'd ever heard of, and he's lucky it's Saturday, and they won't have time to deal with us. (laughs) Becky was so furious with me. She hasn't spoken to me or anything... uh, she hasn't spoken to me other than to say she was sleeping on the couch. She has given me the cold shoulder all morning and has never been this mad and won't speak to me even if I ask her to please tell me what's wrong. To me, it was a good idea, but the execution really sucked. Am I the asshole? So he wanted to surprise her with this escape van and yeah. like totally surprised her with a kidnapping and she's pissed. The thing is, is... If it was a dude, it probably wouldn't have been that bad. But when it's a yeah. girl, yes, and that's we a- have real fear of that actually happening. Yeah, guys don't understand. They don't that. get it. No. So, no, he's not an asshole, but he should have thought about it a little bit. Really more. bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, girls, girls think way differently than yes than guys do, and that shit. That's terrifying. Good for her for pushing the uh, guy out of the way and taking off. (laughs) Right on. Yeah, she's badass. (laughs) And then she turned around. Run, you fucking idiot. (laughs) I was probably just sitting there like, what's happening? (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad for him because he thought this was going to be like the best gift ever. I know. (laughs) It went so bad. I just dumped that all over myself. Oh. That's a bummer. Dang it. Okay. Next one. I've waited tables for the last three years. During my shift last night, a group of four women in their late 20s came in. They were a pleasure to have as customers. They ordered four of our house cocktails to start off with and then went over to the menu for their entrees. When I went... When I was on my way back, their to their booth with their drinks on a tray. I walked by the backside and overheard one of them talking about how she was 14 weeks along. When I rounded back, they were talking about the same topic and it was clear to me that she was pregnant. I figured her having one drink wasn't a big deal. They ordered their entrees and I went off to handle other tables. 
About five minutes later, they called me over again and asked for another round. At this point, I started getting concerned, but I took the order and cheerfully said I'd be right back. This time, I went to the bartender and asked, to make, asked him to make one of them virgin. He was confused, but since he was a good friend of mine, I told him to just trust me. A few cocktails later, her strictly virgin, they started getting rowdy, and Mrs. Pregnant Woman was also getting into it. (laughs) I figured that since she didn't notice, things were okay. The problem came when I took them their check, and they asked to split the bill at the register. (laughs) When Mrs. Pregnant Woman got to the counter and saw her cocktails were marked with virgin, my bartender had edited each system in each in the system for inventory. It was too late for me to edit them back, so I had to I had her I just had her pay, hoping that she wouldn't look at the receipt. They all thanked me and left, leaving a generous tip in the process. They were talking in the parking lot and for the for the next short while, presumably waiting for an Uber. Several minutes later, Mrs. Pregnant Woman came back and asked what virgin on the receipt meant. <laughs> I fessed up, and that it meant non-alcoholic. She blank stared me for a few seconds, and then asked if I had ordered if she had ordered non-alcoholic cocktails. I said no, but told her that I assumed she wanted one, seeing that she was pregnant. It was a lame lie, and I'll ad- I'll admit it. But she looked at me in the eye and asked me to return her part of the tip, so I did. Then she asked to talk to the manager. My manager took me to the office and literally shrieked at me until hoarse. I stood my ground and told her that I'm not going to be responsible for fetal alcohol syndrome. She told me that she was taking me off the calendar until she decided what to do with me. She also informed me that I could get the restaurant in serious trouble for discrimination and upon examination of state laws, she's correct. But when I talked to my mother and father about it tonight, they told me that they understood my position. The entire staff of the restaurant is against me, and I think that I'm going to call in and tell my manager that I quit, but I still feel I'm in the right. I would like some perspective on this, or am I the asshole here? (sighs) That's hard. That is very hard, because what the lady was doing was so wrong, but it's... It's not Unfortunately, it's her decision exactly. and that poor baby. Yeah. That's like fuck that woman. For, yeah. Fuck her for putting this girl in that situation. Yes, exactly. Because like I totally get her position here. Yeah, I do too. But then again, that woman's a grown woman. It's her decision to make. Like Man, if that damn receipt wasn't marked with virgin, that she it, would have no idea. Never have known, and she, she would have been acting drunk, exactly, and being stupid. She would have had a great time. Yeah, and that baby would not be in danger. Well, well, that, yeah, yeah, really. If she's doing it there, she's probably doing it. I don't. I mean, that that sucks. That really sucks. Yeah, but it really wasn't her place to do it. No. But I also don't think she's an asshole. She's definitely not an asshole. She did the right thing, in my opinion. Yeah, mine but too. you know, through the restaurants, it's eyes just like it's like that one we had last week, where the lady 
about the credit card. Oh, yeah. Fuck that lady. Yeah, but it's the same thing. It is. It's and not, yeah. It's, it's the same thing. But actually, no, it's not. Because in this situation, there is a defenseless baby that's being hurt. Well, that's true. And, you know, in the other one, yeah, the girl might have stolen some money from her dad. But if he's given her, a cre- you know, a credit card, he's good. You know, so... It's not, nobody's really the victim in that situation. There is definitely a defenseless victim in this situation. So, like, hmm. Oh, that's hard. That's really really hard. Well, I think the pregnant lady's an asshole. Definitely the pregnant lady's (laughs) the asshole in this situation. Definitely. But you can't take it upon yourself to decide things for other people. It just does not ever go well. Exactly. So, yeah, just quit there and get a new job and move on. Yeah, and, and know that you did the right thing. Exactly. That's exactly. that's all you can do. Okay, this, um, again, I'm just going to read it the way it's written. Note, my stepdaughter, Madeline, was about a year old when I married her mother, Jessica. Madeline's father died before she was born. Madeline is currently 15, and she's rebelling for almost everything. She did something bad, so while I picked her up, I set a punishment for her. Then she said, you're not my dad. I don't have to follow you. Honestly, I got a bit hurt from that, but I understood what I understood that she didn't mean it and that she probably change. I just replied, I'm still your legal guardian for the next three years. And as long as you're in my house, you have to follow my rules. That happened about two days ago. So our family was going to the grocery store when Madeline said, I'm hungry. I need food. I decided to be extremely cheeky and say hi hungry i'm not your dad (laughs) my son started to laugh uncontrollably my daughter was just quiet with embarrassment and my wife was berating me not to stoop down to her level honestly i thought it was a funny dad joke my son agrees so am i the asshole no he's no you're not an asshole it's a teenager yes she's a freaking teenager yes Okay, so those were my um, Am I the Asshole stories, except for this one. And I I must tell you this about myself. When I'm looking up stories, I get very distracted. <laughs> and I click on other sites, and I look at other things when I'm supposed to be looking at this one thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I clicked on this this um, other site that was on the page that I was reading the Am I the Asshole stories. And it was... Um, Something like entitled people, like being dumb. And (laughs) this one came up, and it is Am I the Asshole Story. Mm -hmm. But it's also like unbelievably entitled piece of shit. So, this person actually, and they blocked the name, so they Mm. obviously don't want anyone to know who this asshole is. (laughs) Okay, This says, so unfortunately, my mother died a couple of weeks ago. I'm still in shock and in the process of grieving. My aunt is someone my siblings and I love and have a great relationship with. I brought it up to my siblings about how they felt having someone who looks exactly like my mother at her funeral, and we agreed we'd feel uncomfortable having her there. Her mother, identical twins. (gasps) Sorry. Oh, no. So we all decided to tell her if she could possibly not come to the funeral what 
While she was obviously disappointed, she understood our decision. This all happened on Friday, and on Saturday morning, I get a few missed calls from my uncles and grandmothers saying, how dare we tell our aunt not to come to my mother's funeral, and that we should be disgusted with ourselves. Obviously, she's my mother's sister and twin, and is a part of the family, but my sisters and I already feel kind of distraught at the thought of her being there since she looks exactly like my mother. We all feel really guilty about this whole thing, but can't help but be honest. So, am I the asshole to yes. this or not? <laughs> Yes. Fuck you. Fuck you. Oh my god. What the hell? That you would even think that that would be something that you could ask. No. In the first place. No. You know, that her being there is not going to make that situation any worse than it already fucking it's her is. twin. You know how close twins are? Seriously. I mean, I don't know personally, but... They were in the room yeah, together. I, oh, no. my God. Mm-mm. Yeah, so I had to throw that one in there. It was still an Am I the Asshole, but That's, it was from an entire... no doubt piece of shit. about it. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, my God. I hate people. And that she would agree. What? I know. What Not go fuck? to your sister's funeral because like, you. Oh, I understand. No, fuck you. Oh my god. You know, I, I, I get it in a way. I do get because it. Because when Trust our mom me, died, it is you know the her thing. Her sisters, you know, they have some. They similar, they act like her. They yes. look like her. It's very hard. It, it is hard. But you don't ask no. someone not to. No. No. You that deal is with it and you move on. Oh my God. Jeez. <laughs> I can't believe there are people like that in I this know. world. Oh my God, I know. It what makes me disgusted. I know. Okay, so this week I just did some more spooky stories. Alright. Okay, my first one. After graduation, I moved in with my uncle for the summer while I was looking for a job. He's a quiet dude, and we most mostly kept to ourselves, just enjoying each other's company occasionally and watching TV. One evening, I was sitting in my bedroom with the door closed. As I had been sitting there playing on my laptop, it had gradually become night, but I hadn't bothered to get up and turn a light on. I heard the front door open and someone walking around downstairs, but I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was my uncle getting home from work. I heard the noises move from downstairs to the hallway outside my door and then to the bathroom next to my bedroom. I heard the distinct sounds of someone turning the shower on and the water running for a few minutes and then someone exiting the bathroom. I thought it was weird of my uncle to shower in the middle of the evening, but not enough to get up and ask about it. Eventually, I went downstairs to get a drink and saw my uncle walking in the front door. I asked him if he'd just got home, and he said yes. I asked him if he'd been in the house earlier that night, and he said no. I was ready to dismiss my imagination as crazy before we went upstairs and saw that there were still droplets of water in the bathtub, as if someone really had showered recently. It's showering ghost. So weird. That is weird. And to sit, like, hear something. And I know we've said this before. Like, you hear something that you hear all the time, and it's so mundane. And yeah, it's like it. background noise. Yeah. You don't really notice it. Yeah, it's so, oh, look, he's taking a shower. Great. Yeah. You know, move on. That's crazy. <laughs> I had a big old golden retriever, Barlow, that I loved more than anything. In the past year, I'd noticed him aging even more to the point where he wouldn't even get up to greet me when I walked in the door. 
So I got in the habit of settling down and decompressing a bit instead of immediately having to take him out for a walk. One evening I got home from work and it was already dark because it was that time of winter when it gets dark in the late afternoon. I didn't turn the lights on because frankly it had been a long day and I had just wanted to fall on the couch for a few minutes and relax before starting my night. As I lay in the quiet, I heard Barlow shuffling around and saw his outline shuffling on the other side of the room. I called for him, but he just got really still and didn't come. I shrugged it off and went into the kitchen to get a glass of water before going to my bedroom, where I planned to change into some sweats and take Barlow for a walk. When I flicked the light on, I saw Barlow in a deep sleep on my bed. There was no way he would have gotten back in there and slept without me noticing. To this day, I don't know what was crawling around on all fours in my living room, but I know it wasn't Barlow. Oh my gosh, I got crazy chills. That's, ooh, crawling around on yes. your Yes. No. I wasn't even going to put that story in. Yeah. But when it got to that line, yes. I was like, ugh. <laughs> That's exactly, yeah, if if you leave that line out, it's not so bad, but yeah, don't curl around on my living room floor. In the dark. (laughs) That's creepy. (laughs) I used to wake up with a voicemail on my phone every morning. I never heard a call come through, and I never saw evidence of one on my call log, but this happened every night for a few months. The message was always the most horrific noises, static, screaming, gurgling noises, animalistic crying sounds, and then someone would say, I'll see you soon. (gasps) I had no idea what it could be or how it was getting onto my voicemail, but I assumed it was some kids playing a joke on me or something. It freaked me out enough that I decided to get a new phone. The morning after, I woke up and checked my voicemail and felt a huge sense of relief when I saw that there were no messages. I went to work and checked the voicemail on my phone like I always do and heard the same strange noises I'd been hearing on my phone. This time the voice said, I'm always here. (gasps) Oh my gosh! That is creepy. Oh my gosh. It's got to be someone like she works with or something. You would think. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's scary. I know. To do that every night, man, someone's got to be insane. Yeah, they're just assholes. (laughs) (laughs) My dad tells a story of when he was on a cross-country road trip in college. He and his buddy would drive until they couldn't keep their eyes open and sleep on the side of the road or get the cheapest motel room they could find. One night, they were in a seedy roadside motel completely passed out from driving all day and the phone rang. My dad answered and talked to someone from the front desk who said they're sorry to wake him, but there had been some break-ins at the motel and he should check to make sure his door is locked and that nothing is missing from his room. My dad hung up and noticed that the door was actually moving as if someone was trying to jimmy it. He got up and ran to the door and started banging on it and screaming. Then he looked out the window and saw a few guys running away. The next morning, as they're checking out, my dad told the front desk clerk about the guys who tried to break in and thanked him for the warning. The clerk got confused and said he's never heard of any break-in attempts here. Before, and, oh, (laughs) no, any break-in attempts here before and that their protocol would have been to call the police. He hadn't called my dad's room and he was sure no one else had either. (gasps) What? He's got a guardian angel. That protects them from thieves. Maybe they had more plans. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say, they could have come in there and killed them all. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, I love that. <laughs> oh 
I'm a mom of two kids. One afternoon, I was cleaning up the kitchen while my three-year-old and six-year-old played in the next room. I noticed it had gotten a little quiet, so I walked towards the hallway to go check on them and overheard my three-year-old ask his older brother, Do you think the man is going to take us up in the sky again tonight? My oldest replied, He said he'd be back tonight. No amount of questioning got either child to talk. We searched their rooms and made sure the windows were locked. My husband and I even slept on the pull-out in the living room so we could watch both of their doors. Nothing happened that night or any other. But that conversation still creeps me out. Fuck yeah. Who the fuck is taking my kids in the sky? (laughs) Maybe it's Peter Pan. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's not what she was thinking. (laughs) That's creepy. (laughs) Okay, let's see. My friend lives a a few blocks away from me in our city, and we would walk home from each other's places late at night. It was a little risky just because in any city it's never completely safe, but we had a system in place of texting each other when we got home, so we thought it was fine. One night I was making this walk and I heard a baby crying. Not just crying, but screaming in a way I've never heard from a baby before. I stopped and looked around and didn't see anything, but I started to walk toward the noise just because it was so weird to hear a baby crying in a neighborhood where mostly 20-something kids lived. I realized the crying was coming from the middle of a parking lot behind the apartment complex next to me. I couldn't see anything, but I was hesitant to go investigate. I was worried because it really sounded like something was wrong. My fear got the best of me, and I speed-walked home where I called the police from the safety of my apartment. They sent someone to investigate, and I left my number. I got a call from a police officer about 30 minutes later. He said he searched the area and didn't see or hear anything strange, but he wanted to call me and let me know that men sometimes use recordings of hurt babies or children to lure women into the area where they can be abducted. Oh my god. That gave me chills. Yeah. See, guys, this is what women have to deal with because men are suck and want to hurt us yes (laughs) uh let's see on a road trip with my girlfriend i realized i was too tired to keep driving and i ended up pulling off the road so we could nap for a few hours before going the rest of the way i dozed off and woke up a bit later to a scratching sound coming from what seemed like the trunk area of the car My girlfriend woke up and asked me what I was doing, and then her eyes got really wide. She heard the scratching, too. I whispered to her that it was probably a wild animal, but I wasn't convinced. The scratching sounded more intentional, as if it was meant to scare us, than an animal trying to figure out if a hunk of the car was edible. (laughs) We sat there for a few minutes, praying that the noise would just go away, and then decided, fuck it, and started the car up. We didn't need to sit there and be scared. As we drove away, we both looked at the car to see if anything unusual was back there, but we just saw an empty road. We got to our destination and parked the car in a hotel parking lot. We got out of the car and went to the trunk to grab our bags. When we saw someone had keyed, I can see you in the paint on the trunk. Oh my gosh! (laughs) That is creepy like urban legend I know! Where were they at? Because when they drove away, they looked back and there wasn't anyone there. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's creepy. 
That was a really good book, by the way. That was, um, let me see if I can find. I noticed your notes look way different than mine do. Oh. Oh, I threw it away. Dang it. <laughs> it's like 101. You said it on last week's podcast. Did I? Yeah. Okay. So it was yeah, a really good book, though, and I did not read all the stories that were in it, so if you want to get Yeah, it. and all these, like, I did, there are so many more stories mm-hmm. that, because I did the, I, I also did the same book, well, again, I was trying to find super scary stories for this week, and I just ended up using the same book, at least for most of them. I got three that are not from that book, but my book was um, The True Ghost Stories Archive, Volume 5. 90 Tiny and Terrifying Tales. And it's by Elizabeth Bush. Okay. Okay, so my first one, I also was not going to include this one because it's it's weird, but because it's so weird is why I included it. So, tell me what you think about this. This one's called Closet Creature. Uh, It was received February 1999. When I was 13, my family moved to Oregon into an older home. At first, I had a bedroom downstairs, and then about a week later, my mother decided to move me into their upstairs room. Everything seemed okay in the new room for about a week or so, yet for some reason, my closet door refused to stay shut. No matter what we put in front of it, in the morning, the door would be half open. I had an eerie feeling about that. One night as I lay awake trying to sleep, I saw my closet door slowly open of its own volition. I lay there transfixed by what I was seeing. Soon after, something came walking out of the closet. Mm -hmm. This something was a bright orange. It was perfectly round with little arms and legs. (sighs) Its facial features were drawn in pure black. The thing began walking towards my bed as I stared in horrified fascination. This thing smiled the most malignant smile I have ever seen before or since, and it promptly disappeared into the wall by my bed. This happened a couple of times until I finally decided to tell my parents about it. My mom then told me that she'd seen it too, and that's why she'd switched rooms with me. Ah! My dad went upstairs with me, and we put up a picture of the Virgin Mary and said a prayer for the pr- for protection. I never saw the thing again, but my closet door never stayed closed. Even with furniture against it, every morning that door is open just a crack. Oh, my gosh. That bitch. How rude. I know. Here, let me put my, my tiny child in there. <laughs> That'll be better. Maybe they won't see it. I won't have to deal with it. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Okay, but isn't that super weird? That is... Around orange things with little arms and legs that smiles at you? That's... That's... Creepy. It reminded me of the... Um, the... Skinwalker Ranch thing, where they said that orange thing was in the sky. Well, that was like a portal thing, not right. a thing. Right, but maybe the orange thing came out of the portal. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. Weird. Where was Skinwalker Ranch? Is that Utah? This I was think in so. Oregon. Okay. Next one is called Granddad's Music. Received August 1998. Last year, my best friend Terry and I were planning to sleep at each other's houses in, during the summer holiday, and we were really excited about it. We'd been planning that we would, what we would do for months. 
She slept at my, my house first, which was fun, but nothing really happened. Then it was my turn to sleep at her house. We told ghost stories and talked until really late when F Terry fell asleep. I couldn't go to sleep, though, because her mom and dad were playing this really loud, awful classical music loudly downstairs. But when in the morning Terry asked them about it, they denied having any classical music tapes at all. Suddenly Terry went pale. Did it go like this? And she started humming the first few bars of the piece of classical music. Yeah, I replied. How'd you know? That was Granddad, she said quietly. He died in my bedroom four years ago before we moved in, but we got rid of all of his classical music tapes since nobody in our family likes it. Suddenly I felt very sick. I got my things and ran home almost in tears. Since then, Terry's granddad has not shown up again, but I still turned down her offer to sleep there this year. <laughs> <laughs> but that reminded me of the time that I was sleeping at my one of my friend's house when I was in you know elementary school, and I her parents she had she had two brothers and then her mom and dad and i woke up because her parents and her brothers were in the living room talking really really loud and they woke me up mm -hmm. so i like laid there until they were done and i listened to them i i heard her parents go in their bedroom which was across the house and i heard them shut their door and then i heard her brother walk into his room which was right next to hers and shut the door and I fell back asleep well I woke up later and I was like why were they all up so early and talking so loud and nobody was up mm. they said nobody was up I, I heard it like it was did it they did they ever say like oh yeah we hear that or no no nobody said anything they were just like what are you talking about basically but I know I know what I heard I yeah. remember it like it was yesterday it was clear as day. It woke me up. That's weird. I know. But yeah, that, that reminded me of that. So that's why I put it in there. <laughs> <laughs> this one is super weird. Again. This one's called Floating Dress. Ooh. Received August 1998. This story is about one of the incidents that happened to me in the house I grew up in in Brooklyn, New York. As time goes on, I will post many things about what happened in this house. This house was, to say the least, haunted. After years of memory of this certain experience, I realize it is more touching than spooky. In 1987, I was 17 years old. I lived in a three-family home in East New York, a section of Brooklyn. We lived on the middle floor, which is usually the street-level apartment. I was getting ready to pick up my then-boyfriend, David, from the subway station. I was making sure my hair was okay, makeup was okay, etc. The mirror I was using on the dresser was up against the wall. While I was applying lipstick, something caught my attention from my left eye. I looked, and right before me was a transparent white dress, no body, floating through the doorway. This apparition was no more than one foot from me. It continued to flow past me and through the wall. I freaked. The next thing I remember was dashing 100 miles an hour in tears to the front door, screaming for my father. Through fear and tears, I was trying to explain what had happened. He calmed me down, and I realized I was late picking up David from the subway. I wiped the tears and started down the street when I noticed a commotion a few blocks ahead. A drunk man had lost control of his car speeding down the street and ran into a small group of people. This happened about the time I was freaking out and crying with my dad. 
I then realized that this incident with the ghost if this incident with the ghost would not have happened, I would have been rushing down the street to get David and probably would have been one of the people struck by the car. I would like to say that the floating dress I saw that day was an interception of tragedy that may have been meant for me. Ooh. That's weird. It is. Just a dress? Yeah. <laughs> Super weird. Okay. Now, the next couple of stories, um, actually the next three... I just found online. I don't even remember what website it, it was, but they're just some random stories. Uh, okay, so not my story, but my uncle's. Years ago, my uncle told us about a woman who would call the... Oh, these are um, police paranormal okay. stories. Uh, let's see about a woman who would call the police station just about every night claiming that fairies or elves were breaking into her house and stealing her food. As in custom, every time she calls, they sent a unit to check on her. My uncle gets it about three times per week. Two to three... Two to three <laughs> times per week. Every night, they stop by her house and reassure her that no one has broken in and calm her down. One night, when he gets to the house, she has poured powdered sugar all over the floor to, quote, record their tracks. And my uncle says he is, literally has to do a double take. All over the floor of her kitchen were these little tracks, tiny like nothing he's ever seen before. His partner starts taking photos and trying to figure it out. A few other officers come in, as most of them had gotten the call to her house, too, and wanted to see. Ten police officers are all completely baffled as to what these weird little prints are. Turns out a possum had babies and they were sneaking into her kitchen for warmth and food. <laughs> the prints looked so foreign because most of the time baby possums are carried by their mother, not running around. Aww. So they were tiny little <laughs> possums. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Fairies are stealing my food. Why would you automatically go to that? Well, it, tiny little tracks that, I, I mean, obviously, it's I mean, <laughs> come on. Well, if they baffled the police, she probably didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So this happened maybe five years ago. My friend is in his mid-30s, and he and his wife had a seven-month-old baby and a five-year-old son. Wife was a stay-at-home mom, and dad owned his own business and had a very flexible schedule, so he would take his son to school in the morning and pick him up, etc. So it's about 11 a.m. They call the cops because they keep hearing a strange sound in the house, like feet or something, and though he was sure it was nothing, he wanted to make sure. So he says the cop arrives, and the first thing the cop says is, why isn't your son in school? My friend is puzzled and says, huh? The cop said, your boy is sitting outside on your lawn. My friend again looks at the cop strange, looks on the lawn, and says, Officer, my son is in school. I dropped him off this morning. The officer looks back and sees nothing and looks puzzled. At this moment, my friend's cell phone rings, and, his, and it's his son's school. Apparently, he has had some sort of allergic reaction to some finger paints that had an egg base or something in it. He's allergic to eggs. And became extremely swollen throat swollen and couldn't breathe and was rushed to the hospital. The cops gave them an escort to the hospital so they could fly through the lights and all. Arriving at the hospital and the son is doing fine and is stable. Got a little shot to help him and everything. The cop waits to see how the family is doing and wants to check on the kid. 
My friend is apprehensive and lets, but lets the cop come up and he says that he has never seen a paler face in his life. It says the cop looked as if he had seen a ghost and said, that's the kid I saw in your yard. My friend told me this creeped him the fuck out and didn't believe it, but his wife confirmed the whole thing. Wow. That's crazy. He's like, help me. Yeah. <laughs> There's something wrong. Daddy. Come get me. <clears throat> okay. And this is my last one. And it says, this is my dad's story. He went to a call where a father had gone crazy and decided to shoot his family. His wife, he killed his wife and was looking around to find his five-year-old son to shoot him. The boy had run outside and was trying to hide on the side of the house behind some trash cans. The father eventually found him and point-blank emptied nearly the full magazine at the boy. When my dad arrived, they found the boy in shock, hiding right where his dad had found him, not a wound on his body. There were bullet holes on the side of the house all around the boy. When they finally got to question him about it, they asked what had happened when his dad found him on the side of the yard. The boy replied, The angel was in front of me with a shield and saved me. He pushed the gun away. Oh my gosh, I got so many chills. I know. That is so cool. I know. Those were my stories for the week. That is so weird. It's amazing. It's amazing. Wow. I love it. That was good. All right. It's time for the witty wrap-up. Yay! Witty wrap-up! So... Episode. Huh? Witty wrap-up. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> um, I wanted it to be special somehow, so I keep mentioning it. It's totally not. It's really, it's so, it's so right. Yeah. Um, so I did funny facts. Mm. Sherlock Holmes never actually said elementary, my dear Watson. What? He's never said, he never said that. So how is that a thing? I don't know. You know, that's weird. That's like the Mandela effect or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Glassdoor discovered that roughly 10% of people had had sex at work. Oh, 10%? Yeah. That's a lot. I know. Oh my God. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Deer can't eat hay. Why? No idea. What? Oh, that's weird. That's like the duck not echoing thing. <laughs> Why? That's ah, weird. What do you think they like just spit it out? I don't know. It's wonder- like they can't eat it, so... Can they, like, not swallow it, or... Is it... Are their teeth flat? I don't know. I think their teeth are flat. Maybe that has something to do with it. Because, hay, like, you have to bite into it. Like, because our rabbit eats hay, you know? And he has to bite into it. I think they basically, like, turn it into some kind of pulp or something so that they can swallow it. Maybe. I don't know. That's just... That's weird. I wonder why. King Henry VIII slept with a gigantic axe beside him. Hmm. Paranoid much? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Agent... Agent... Ancient... (laughs) Egyptian priests would pluck every hair from their bodies. Ow. Ow! Pluck it? And that's a lot. That's a lot. How do they get their back hair? You think they're all just sitting in a circle, like, plucking everybody's Ew. back here? <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> Ew, could you imagine? Um, moving on. 
Okay, for every non-porn web page, there are five porn pages. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I'm not surprised oh at all. Oh my gosh. Ew. Come on, people. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Post-death, ne- Napoleon Bonaparte's penis was removed from body, from, I guess, his body, during autopsy, displayed in a museum, and sold for $2,700 in the oh. 1970s. <laughs> Why? What? I don't know. I don't. Okay. Who bought the <laughs> ancient, nasty, shriveled, dead penis? I want to know. And for what? $2,700? Aw. <laughs> <laughs> Was it like so much per inch? And <laughs> A thousand bucks per inch? <laughs> Seven hundred didn't quite get there. <laughs> Aww, poor Napoleon. He's been dead for so long. Can't, what do you expect from the man? <laughs> Probably all shriveled. And, oh yeah, who wants that? I don't know. People oh my are gross. The Falkland Isles have over seventy thousand, or is that seven hundred thousand? I don't know. Yeah, 700,000. Sheep. 350 per person. Holy crap. That's a lot of sheep. M&M's actually stands for Mars and Murray's, the last names of the candy's founders. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it is. Now it's that. just Mars, like Mars candy bars. Yeah. I wonder huh. where Murray went. I don't know. Hmm. There really was a Captain Morgan. He was a Welsh pirate who later became the lieutenant governor of Jamaica. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. In 1907, an ad campaign for Kellogg's Corn Flakes offered a free box of cereal to any woman who would wink at her grocer. I remember that. I did that one. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, really? (laughs) I wonder what you would get if you flipped them off. You get the whole left half of the store. <laughs> Free. <laughs> Male students enrolled at Brigham Young University need a doctor's note to grow a beard. <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh my gosh. I hate rules. That's so dumb. That's <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, I need a doctor's note. I want to grow facial hair. <laughs> What's, when you go to your doctor, you're like, what? Your doctor's going to be like, what? Seriously, you're like, okay. <laughs> Let me figure the, how to write. He has my permission. <laughs> For medical reasons. Um, what about women? Some women have, like, grow beards, and they don't mean to. That's true. What do they do? Do, do they, they get, have like, to, or something? Do they have to, like, wax before they go? That's bullshit. Tell me what to do with my body. Stupid. <laughs> A man will ejaculate 18 quarts of semen in his lifetime. Ew. 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 Remember that story we had a long time ago where they were like... Ew, where they kept it? Ew. And they're like, ooh, gross. Ew. Ew. (laughs) Why? No. Ew. Ew. It is estimated that millions of trees are planted by forgetful squirrels that buried their nuts. I think I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. That's great. Go squirrels. (laughs) What? Go squirrels. 
Oh. What do you think I said? Oh, no. I thought you said ghost swirls. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Squirrels and swirls. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Vatican's bank is the world's only bank that allows ATM users to perform transact tra- <laughs> transactions. <laughs> transactions. We've become British, apparently. <laughs> let me start that one over the vatican bank is the world's only bank that allows atm users to perform transactions in latin huh weird grapes explode when you put them in the microwave oh i didn't know that judge judy makes 45 million a year what yeah well, people love to watch Judge Judy because she's yeah, awesome. Yeah, but damn. Get it, girl. Yes, <laughs> shit. A pound of house flies contains more protein than a pound of beef. Ew, though. <laughs> Should we start eating flies? I'd rather eat beef. <laughs> well, I would, but I don't eat beef. <laughs> I would rather eat beef than a pound. Ew. <laughs> A pound of well, uh, and you know they're not very. That would be a lot be a because ton. they're you can't even feel them yeah. when they land on you. Yeah, that's a Ew. lot. Ew. And okay, who did that study? Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I want seriously. We've done so many of these facts where people are doing tests and stuff on shit that does not matter. Yeah. What? What? I don't who cares? Know. Well, who knows? In the future, we might have to eat bugs for protein. Well, you never know. You never know. Andy's evil neighbor... neighbor oh, my God. <laughs> Andy's evil neighbor, Sid, from Toy Story, returns briefly as the garbage man in Toy Story 3. Oh. that's I love when they do stuff like I that. I know. It's so cool. The Toy Stories are just, just awesome. Excellent. Yeah, they're awesome. And my last one, the international telephone area code for Antarctica is 672. Okay. <laughs> I read that and I was like... <laughs> Great, ours is 317. Why does that matter? I don't know. That was weird. But anyway, <laughs> that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I have a bubble in my throat. <laughs> You're not drinking wine. It's, I guess it's any time I drink anything but water. I want to sound like Kermit. (laughs) Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Send in your stories. We want to hear them. Anything. We will take it. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. Send them in. Every time there's one, there's one in the, in the mailbox. I'm like, ooh. And it's like an ad for something (laughs) that doesn't matter. Sucks. Yeah. It's very, um disheartening so send in your stories we want to hear them you can look us up on facebook join the group uh like the page you can recommend us on there you can recommend or uh rate review subscribe wherever you listen and we will talk to you next week later bye